college football is in trouble. Hi, everybody. My name is Adam Olson, and I'm here with the Football and Other Things podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. It's good to be back. <clears throat> I said it, my bold or not so bold statement of college football being in trouble. But folks, I'm telling you right now, major college football is in trouble, and here's why it's in trouble. All right. But, but, I'm not a problem identifier. I am a problem solver. Okay. So college football is in trouble because the SEC and the Big Ten are about to absorb or poach every other good team in the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC. You've already got USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Are you kidding me? That's two West Coast teams in the second biggest city in the United States playing in a conference which, with a bunch of Midwest teams. All right. And then you have Texas and Oklahoma, two traditional blue bloods that are leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC. All right. So you're going to have the two most highest paid, the two most competitive leagues are now taking four of the best teams from two of the other three leagues. All right. So you got FBS, you got the power five, but it's really not the power five anymore. Okay. And now you got an ACC Clemson and Florida state, which are just licking their chops saying, all right, ACC, look, you either need to pay us more than you're paying everyone else, or we're going to find a way to get out of this and we'll go join the SEC. So now what happens is the two 14 team leagues, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to become 16 team leagues. So then you say, well, Adam, th there's the top 32 teams in college football. No. Are you telling me Vanderbilt's one of the top 32 teams? No, they're not. Even if they weren't in the SEC, they're not. Okay. Uh, are, are you going to tell me that a team like Indiana is one of the top 32 teams in FBS? No, they're not. Okay, so Indiana's in the Big Ten and Vanderbilt's in the SEC. College football's in trouble, but I have a solution to this issue. Okay, here's my solution, and we can actually make everybody happy with it. All right, so like I told you, college football's in trouble. Here's what needs to happen. First off, we need a commissioner. In this case, I'm the commissioner. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. All right. I'm the commissioner. And in this imaginary league, what I'm doing is I'm creating two conferences. I'm creating the premier conference and the champion conference. We're going to use relegation, which I'll get into in a later episode. But basically, teams are never safe in the premier or the champion conferences. The best champion conference teams can be relegated up or promoted, and the worst premier conference teams can be relegated down or demoted. I'll get into the logistics of all that, but it's exciting. It's two 72-team conferences, each split up geographically into 12-team uh, areas, regions, whatever you would want to call them, all right? And so I'm going to start off with how we get to this point, all right? So I already talked to you guys about the geography of it. 
the geography makes sense. If you look, all right, and I'm going to get into the specifics about each conference, okay, but this is just the broad overview of the separation of them all. And you, you might look at some of the champion conference teams and say, well, Adam, I don't even recognize those names. That's okay. Trust me, they're good and they belong. And when I get into the specifics about one region or another region, you'll understand why. All right, so I'm gonna start in the premier conferences and then I'll work toward the champion conferences. So geography is a big part of it, but you also have to be competitive. You either have to be trending upward or you have to have a history of being competitive. Most teams in the premier conference have both, all right? We're gonna keep natural rivalries and we're gonna to appeal to most large er media markets, although that's not always the case, okay? Uh, some of these schools are just in small towns, but they're nearby a large city or regionally, they are the pride of the region. And so even though they're not in or near a large city, the media market closest to them uh, shows out and watching them. All right. We're not going to have any independence. No more of that. Notre Dame, you got to join a conference. BYU already did. Okay, we have two other uh, smaller independents that are also going to be forced to join conferences. So the result from this is we're gonna get regional relevance, which is gonna create competition. Now you might say, well, TV networks are never gonna go for this. They will go for this. Here's why they're gonna go for this. We can still keep bowl game sponsorships. You know what, as a matter of fact, here is the big, carrot I'm dangling out in front of these TV networks. At the end of an 11 game regular season, we're going to play a 72 team tournament. And it's going to be very similar to March Madness in basketball. You're going to have the NCAA tournament, which is the premier conference. Okay. And you're going to have the NIT tournament, which is the champion conferences. All right. So, so you can still use sponsorship, ad revenue, and at the end of it all, okay, teams will play anywhere between 12 to 18 games. 12 to 18 games. I know that's a lot of variance, but I'm telling you right now, NFL teams, okay, they play 17 regular season games. 17. So the Super Bowl winners are going to play anywhere between 21 uh, and 20. All right. Uh, if you are a Texas high school state championship caliber team, you play 17 games or 16 games, depending on your regular season. Okay. 16 or 17 games. I mean, this is doable from a money standpoint, from a scheduling standpoint, this is absolutely doable. All right. The teams that aren't going to like this are going to be the teams that are at the top of everything already because we're going to split the revenue evenly 72 different ways. So the big money teams, the teams that everyone wants to watch, okay, the teams that are the biggest draw, they're going to have to split their money more down the middle with teams that aren't a big draw. They won't like that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, Premier Conference teams, you can up your scholarship limit from 85 to 90 if you want. You don't have to, but you can if you want. Way back in the day when there were unlimited scholarships, uh, teams would simply recruit kids so they wouldn't go somewhere else with the intent of not even necessarily playing them at that school. Okay, so to reiterate, college football's in trouble. 
the Big Ten and the SEC are taking all the good teams, or if they haven't already, they're courting them and they're just biding their time. And the good teams from the other Power Five conferences, they don't really see the value in this. Oregon, Washington, man, they're waiting. Look, even Arizona and Arizona State, which God bless State 48 where I'm from, they haven't been great the last couple of years, either one of those programs, but they're appealing. It's a big media market, Phoenix, okay? And the location's good. So who knows what's gonna happen there, all right? All I'm saying is college football's in trouble and I have a solution. I have a solution. You might watch this and say, this is the stupidest thing ever, Adam. It won't work. Well, maybe, maybe, but I, Adam Olson, on the Football and Other Things podcast, I would love to talk with you about it. I would love to share this sheet with you. I would love to let you duplicate it, mess around with it, and come up with an answer that you think is better than the one I currently have. Okay? So I think that this is a really good start. All right? You have six premier conferences and you have six champion conferences with relegation possible. I broke it up geographically. The categories are West, Central, Mid-South, North, Southeast, and East. And as a result, you're going to create regional relevance, which is going to create pride and competition. You're going to have a natural spreading of the best teams. So in order to do this, when you draw certain lines, you're going to take some of those teams that are great in the Big Ten and the SEC, and they're naturally going to be shifted into another conference, which is a good thing. All right. If you look at it now, you can see that there's at least one team on these premier conferences. There's at least one team, if not more than one team, that has an opportunity to make a run in the 72-team playoff. And that's what you want, okay? You're going to renew rivalries, and you're going to create new rivalries. You can't create new rivalries? Are you kidding me? With all of the proximity that we have now, this is great. We are basically saying, hey, NCAA, hey, colleges, you don't have to lie anymore and pretend like you care about the amount that you spend on travel or the amount of time that those students are away from their schoolwork. You don't have to pretend that. Guess what? We just gave you a much more manageable travel plan because it's all regional. You don't need to schedule other teams. You don't need to work out your schedule for 20 uh, years in advance. You need, you don't. If you're a champion conference league, you don't need to go looking for money games. You're going to be funded. A portion of what the premier conferences make is going to go to the champion conferences. Oh, Adam, that's insane. You know what's insane? Okay. What's insane is the fact that these two conferences in real life, the SEC and the Big Ten, are crushing college football. They don't mean to, but they are. And you might say, well, well, let's just get the best 32 teams together. We already have that. That's the NFL. This is college football. Can we please keep the sanctity of having a greater amount of schools with some type of regional competition? And then everyone gets a shot. So look, even if there's a team that doesn't fare very well in the regular season, they still got a chance to go on a run and beat a team in the postseason. And you should love that. You should love that as a fan. Why would you not love that? Oh, well, 
Georgia's just going to steamroll through everybody. Cool. So what's different about what they just did compared to what they would do in this situation? Nothing. Nothing. They're going to play one or two more games. Who doesn't want to see Georgia play one or two more games? That's right. Crickets. Everyone would love to see Georgia play one or two more games. You think Kirby Smart doesn't want to play one or two more games? I know it's hard on those kids' bodies, but it's hard on everyone's bodies. And, if hey, if we're yay capitalism, if we're yay compete, if we're yay meritocracy, if we're pro all those things, the people with the best ideas who work the hardest and figure out ways around systems and situations and evolve and adapt and all this, everything that we preach in America and in our economy, you should love something like this. Adam, it'll never work. Yes, it will. You're going to start a week earlier in August. You're going to end one to two weeks later in January. Okay. The pro NFL, they can still have their Sundays. College ball is going to take Fridays and Saturdays. Sponsors are still going to be happy. The big schools are going to be able to have 90 uh, scholarships if they want instead of 85. Okay. And so everybody's going to get an opportunity to benefit from this. Everybody. I think that really, if you look at this big picture wise, this is a great solution to keeping the sport of college football alive. Because if you want professional football, you have the NFL. And if you want more professional football, then turn on the dang TV and support the XFL or the new USFL or support all those other minor league teams that have failed. Support them then. And then you can get all that. Let's keep college football alive. Let's keep it robust and healthy. The best way to do that is have good teams in every region of the United States. Let's do that. Look, email me, footballandotherthings1 at gmail.com. All right. Check me out on Twitter, F-B-A-O-T at F-B-A-O-T. Okay. On Twitter, at F-B-A-O-T on Twitter, all right? My name is Adam Olson. You can check me out on Facebook as well, A-D-A-M-O-L-S-O-N. Send me an email, go on our Twitter, go on Facebook and find me, all right? Uh, go on LinkedIn, I'm there too, all right? Listen to this podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. I am excited about this, and what I'm about to do is release smaller, shorter bits to keep people engaged and so that we can get more specific about things. So from the Olson Family Complex located in Waxahachie, Texas, I'm Adam Olson. This is the Football and Other Things podcast, and this is the intro to the 144-team FBS divided up into two super conferences, super leagues. Mom, dad, I love you.